Welcome to UGIS, uh, the show where we talk about the show, Pen15, Hulu original. Today, I have a very special guest. Her name is Maddie, and she's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> she um, works on a podcast called Blamo. Can you give us a little bit of information based on what that show is about? Yeah, so Blamo is a podcast about fashion and it's interviewing basically the people in the industry and around the industry and how they shape not only fashion but also the world around us every day. And I do all of like their social and design and I really think it's a great listen and we're always trying to get new people to give us their opinion on it and um yeah, I love it. So, listen. That's awesome. And you're you're into designing yourself, correct? Yeah, so I'm a graphic designer full-time. Clothing designer too, right? Yeah, and then I do a lot of like sewing and clothing design that I, I, that's I think the field that I more want to evolve into. Currently, I'm just doing like some kind of traditional corporate graphic design, but um, I want to work in the fashion industry and fashion adjacent industry, working as a creative in any capability for that. Still trying to figure out my niche for that, but um it's so interesting when you hear other creatives creative path because usually when they say like oh i like work for this podcast that is also interested in like like fashion and just it all is secular and i feel like sometimes as like a creative you're like oh i'm like stuck in my own little universe i have no idea what else is out there but it's so refreshing to hear just like different things that you can kind of mold together to make like a job that you want for yourself yeah and also the reminder that there isn't one correct path I think that's something that I kind of constantly have to remind myself and hearing other people talk about how they got to where they are now and how they are a person that I really respect now and that they did all Mm -hmm. these weird things in their past and I was like oh okay like it doesn't really matter what I do right now I mean I'm young enough that I can kind of fuck around and like figure out what I like in order to get there one day yeah totally and i feel like almost as well if you reflect back on what you have done it does align with probably usually what you kind of want you just are in it so much that it you kind of can't recognize it until after you think about like kind of your resume and like all the little jobs that add up to the hope and potential of like the final destination like dream job yeah exactly and also yeah, realizing that dream jobs probably don't exist most of the time. My dream job is to not have a job, yes, I think. So. Exactly. <laughs> Stay at home, girl, is what my uh, niece told my sister. She was like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And my like niece was like, I want to be a home girl. I was like, what does that even mean? And she's like, a girl that stays at home. And I'm like, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Me too. You're preaching to the choir. 
But let's get into the show. Let me pull out my my uh, dictionary of notes. Do you have a, a little like comp- composition notebook covered in stickers? I do. Perfect, yes. <laughs> well, not in stickers yet, but it is like color coded with like dialogue. <laughs> um, this episode is uh, uh, season one, episode five, and its title is Community Service. We start out uh, in the classroom with Maya talking about the teacher's underwear and how she like wants to wear it as a mask, yes. which I'm just like, classic fucking Maya. Her obsession with underwear makes me laugh to no end, <laughs> especially because like I don't identify with that at all. Like I think I'm like, okay, underwear is whatever, but I know that there are people like that and seeing it in like a whatever 30 year old playing a 13 year old or yes. younger uh, makes me cry laughing. Oh no, it's amazing. And I I don't know how to like react to it because it's so great. So they, they're talking about like his underwear and then the, the guy, you know, the teacher's like, calm down everybody. We're gonna talk about our community service. You need to get in, in line. And so he's like, okay, so we're gonna start about community service. And that little Brant guy is like, more like community suck this. And I'm like, fucking hate little boys, man. I, sometimes I think about how scared I am to eventually have children one day because I am so scared of teenage boys or like not even preteen boys teenage boys I can kind of deal with but preteen there's like this just vacancy in their brain of manners and like so many different things that I'm like oh god I don't want to have children because I don't want a teenage boy but teenage girls are so fun (laughs) yeah 100% I feel like also just like some teenage boys smell so bad and they don't care yes and that really is not a cool thing for me <laughs> I'm just like, you're gross. yeah and then they wear all like i mean us growing up we had axe and like every single boy reeked of yes axe. and axe oh, was like God. to me i'm someone who's super sensitive to smells like axe was worse than bo to me oh no it was so bad also it like suffocates you you know what i mean like it doesn't it's like not meant for the air at all yeah. like it's so bad for the and then you like suck it and you're like okay i just like added some damage to my lungs for sure that's great but like one of the services once they you know get a little bit calmed down is sam's dad making like sandwiches and then i love how sam interjects like trying to be all cool and like bad boy as well and he's like pb and j party at my house and like literally nobody cares yeah <laughs> That poor little boy. That's also, he, he reminds me of all the kids who I was friends with. And so there's such a soft spot for him where I'm like, yeah, I know. I, I, I feel like I've heard all of my guy friends from growing up say shit like that where they just get no laughs. <laughs> but I deep down kind of trying laugh. to be like funny, like the Brant kid, because he got all the laughs. But he was like being a jerk and like kids just love jerks. And yeah. Sam was being like actually just a fun human being and no one was like down. Yeah, man, kids really do love jerks. Right? It's like, why are you guys fetishizing, like, being mean? It's so, I mean, like, our media, probably, but whatever. We won't get into that. (laughs) The next one, though, is, like, the river cleanup or whatever. It's just something very normal. And then the third one is fashion show with Heather's mom. And, of course, everyone wants to be with Heather and Heather's mom because, I don't know. Popular. Yeah. She is, like, the perfect popular little girl with, like, the flip-out hair. The 
Abercrombie and Fitch shirt, which is like something that is just like they got to the T. The like weird V neck mm-hmm. that she's wearing in that first scene. I was like, I knew girls who had that shirt, and I remember going into Abercrombie and Fitch and wanting it, but I don't think I could wear it. I think I had to wear like a camisole underneath, like one of those lace yes. tammies. <laughs> And yeah. I didn't think that was a look, so I just, I think I I never got one because I was like, I don't want to do a double shirt. I don't like that. Yeah, no, the double lace cami, though, like, did you ever double lace oh, your cami? Oh, yeah. Definitely did that. Oh, <laughs> uh, the looks, so great, so horrible. But then Maya is like, 100%, we're going to be in Heather's group, like, that is what we're doing. And then I love the intensity of them running to the sign up because yeah. I remember so viscerally like anytime there was a sign up that you had to do yourself they're like no running and you're like mm, cool yeah and then every topple over each other there was um I when I rewatched it earlier today I saw that when Maya trips there's like some kid behind her and when Maya trips she like spills everything so it's like pens quarters <laughs> like everything and there's some kid behind her who just starts picking up her quarters <laughs> And I was like, this is such that. a weird, small bit of comedy that I appreciate it. And I'm so glad I got to watch it for like a second time and notice that because it was so funny. I love it. I didn't notice this the first time I watched it. And this one, like the second time I watched it, I noticed where I didn't realize Heather, like after Anna signed up, she's like, it's my mom, guys. You need to chill out. And I'm like, what? Like, she's such an, in- she's so good at acting entitled. Like, it's hilarious. Yeah, I I wonder how much of that is truth of that little actress, but uh, which kind of scares I'm me. I'm hoping that she's a really nice girl because if not, like I'd be sad because I I want her to just be a nice like little girl that knows how to act really rude. But Who knows? people pull from experiences. Yeah. <laughs> the next scene it shows them in the community service group with Heather's mom, and like Heather's mom is like the perfect mom to be Heather's mom. Such a like confident but also like neurotically annoying figure of like power and arrogance. (laughs) I feel like she is, so I, yeah, I grew up in like a very small farm town, but then I went to high school in a very like ritzy, ritzy town that basically all like tech execs had their kids go to school there. And I feel like so many of the stay-at-home moms that I encountered that would have, like, these types of passion projects, like her, um, Heather's mom's hat business. Yes, the, like, Ed Hardy-looking fucking hats. (laughs) And, like, weird fedoras. Um, It's so funny. But I feel like there were so many moms that I encountered who had such, like, an intensity about them, but then were doing such, like, this weird, trivial, or using that intensity for such a weird, trivial thing that I kind of... Mm -hmm felt like it was misdirected and I was like I feel like these women should have careers like they see they seem like they could do it really well but I don't know I just I think it's funny to see that from the outside and not as a teenage girl seeing these women and being kind of terrified of them because of their intensity and passion totally and like to your point about they have such conviction with their passion projects that like they definitely would be in a normal workforce they would be like a great worker too they do all these like antiquated like little almost vapid pet projects that just don't <laughs> yeah it doesn't align with it translate yeah I agree it's very it's weird but um I mean they're doing that they're living that stay-at-home lifestyle they're a home girl so yeah no 100% <laughs> and then so like after you know she presents the hats 
I don't know if you caught this with the little boy, that little boy that came over to Anna and was like, why aren't you in your boyfriend's group? God, <laughs> the communicating through someone. Yes. It was such a big thing. I remember, I'm pretty sure one of my entire like middle school relationships was communicating through another person because I think I only hung out with the guy that I dated in like the seventh grade two or three times and we had like a full-on middle school relationship but we would text and we would communicate through other people so much (laughs) I mean it's like kind of like star-crossed lovers but like self-inflicted you know like we don't want to be easily reachable to each other in person but you're sending them texts like write me over exactly <laughs> I, when my first boyfriend in sixth grade i don't think we like didn't really talk that much at all like i don't really remember interacting with him at all except for when i did break up with him i remember having my friend do it and i was like can you just do it i'm gonna hide in the bathroom and i remember having like i viscerally remember this like being so anxious and so i felt so bad that like i was gonna break up with him or whatever and then he like later is like, oh yeah, I didn't even really like you. And I'm like, okay. And then it hurt my feelings really bad and I already felt guilty. And I'm like, this maybe is the start of my like spiraling trauma. <laughs> it all, it all goes back. That's funny, yeah. It's, it's middle school relationships. They're such a, a different departure than like what is current day relationships and like actual real world relationships. But I feel like middle school friendships are very similar to real world friendships. Yes, I feel like it's so honest and raw. I feel like when I was in, I did, so my best friend who I've had since like sixth grade, she's going to be a guest later on the show, but she and I grew up together. And like, I think I, like, because you go through so much change in that time frame, and because it's like so emotional and like your, you know, hormones are obviously like going in us why it's like spurring but then you're also kind of coming to like almost like an awakening of your mind like I feel like you just grow so much as like an active person in society at those times that since you do that the friendships that you have are like so directly honest sometimes they're not like appropriate or like directed in the right way you know like people are like well you're being like I think Heather does it in the scene she's like you just can't be rude to me like that or like you know like it's so direct and it's like kind of miss like placed but I don't know exactly where I'm going with this but I feel like as an adult now like my radical honesty self like I don't want to beat around the bush but I am more tactful with people's feelings yeah and also realizing what feelings I have for myself yeah I feel like a lot of uh your middle school relationships are you repeating what your parents have said to you about how people should treat you and not fully understanding it but taking the kind of sound bite that your parents say and then saying that directly to people even when it's not the correct thing to say I definitely remember saying stuff like that where I would be like well my mom says it's not nice to do this so I'm not gonna do it or you shouldn't be doing that to me (laughs) that's so true and like that's totally how Anna character is like I feel like I hear her repeating the way that her mom speaks constantly whether she like recognizes it or not but she like talks in such a mature way and that's like kind of how her mom portrays herself yeah 
I mean, Heather definitely does it, too, of, like, the way... I think her mom has kind of that, like, uh, cool girl, popular girl personality in adult life. And so having that reflect onto your child makes sense. That's a fucking good point. (laughs) Well, then, flash to that. Heather, you know, Heather's mom is talking to the girls and she tells them that they need to take headshots. So, like, everyone's super excited. They're like, yes, we get to be models. Like, I remember... Anytime I got to like take pictures with for something, I was like, ooh, like I, I I don't know. It like goes to like the vanity and just like the expectation that like to be desired, you have to be beautiful. So it just like kind of plays into that stereotype. But I do remember definitely falling into that stereotype. Oh, big time. Like I remember doing full out MySpace photo shoots with my sister. Yes. And like I have a specific memory of me in this like orange Abercrombie tank top that had flowers on it and like the skinniest of jeans up in a magnolia tree and my sister shooting me like shooting photos of me from below and I can't find these photos anywhere that was one of the photos that I wanted to send you but they're on a computer somewhere in at my parents house and I remember uploading them to my space and being like this is art this is a yeah. beautiful photo. And I'm very sad I'm that... I'm blessing you right now. <laughs> I'm very sad that teens and, like, kids that are going through middle school now, I don't feel like have that same appreciation for, like, a photo shoot moment. And also have the... I, I don't think they're going to have, like, this embarrassing content when they're older. Because I feel like all teens now and preteens are being, like, groomed in a way that is for photos because of our lives being lived so online now I totally agree and it just feels like we were at a point where it was still innocent and I think I was like watching kind I don't remember what documentary it was but it was a documentary that said the likes that we get weren't implemented in MySpace like you didn't have a like button so it wasn't you didn't have a a factor that showed you how much someone like approves of you yeah that like gratification that you get from getting a like exactly like the friends like was maybe the only section that you had to like develop a following which I feel like the friends was more based off of actual human connection even if it was like an online friend like you knew them and like you could put them in your top friends and that was such a big deal for you to like switch around who it is or even just your friends at school of being able to switch those around but now I feel like it could just be a random person online who found your profile and is liking it and you don't actually have that human connection with yeah no like a hundred percent and like to your point also like where people are just friends like the people who had a lot of friends were like actual celebrities and maybe this was like kind of the start of like the internet celebrity but it was nothing to the extent of what it is now obviously and it's just very interesting and kind of gross and yeah and I also feel like people that were big internet celebrities back then are not internet celebrities now because Mm -hmm. I don't I feel like it was a total switch of skill sets that like Tila Tequila had a great skill set of making personal connections and now she's a horrible person but yeah. um, she 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 did something, you know, and now I did love Tila Tequila in middle school. I won't yeah. lie. Double Shot of Love, best TV show ever. Yeah. Like that was a game changer of a TV show. We would not have uh, The Bachelorette and well, actually, I think they were on about at the same time. Well, but, The Bachelorette just wouldn't yeah. have been as good. Like The Bachelorette was too like above the board before those other reality shows. New York. What was the New York one? I love New York. Yeah, I love New York. And then there was um Rock of Love rock of love we've been i've been watching recently and it's 
horrifying, but it's brilliant. So, would you, so you would recommend yeah? <laughs> so what we do is we watch an episode of The Bachelorette and then we watch an episode of Rock of Love. And uh, it's a really good, you know, palate cleanser. <laughs> that sounds great. It's like a double feature. Exactly. <laughs> so they do take the headshots and Heather's little group, though, goes off without, you know, Maya and Anna. And then I think the Tara. Yeah. I love her when they're showing those headshots and she's like, I found this dress in a river. Like that is one of my favorite. (laughs) She's so weird. She reminds me of like an Irish dancer for some reason, like just like a little girl that would do Irish dancing. Oh, definitely. She definitely has those like headpiece wigs at her house somewhere. (laughs) But also I think that the photo shoots or where they went and got those girls act like in real life the photo shoots is this mm-hmm. spot called tom's one hour photo which like he recently went viral because casey musgraves went there and he has a very oh. specific like photo style where he has the like what they have of the girls on like the little columns yeah, yeah. with the glowy <laughs> filter and so i saw those Roman photos columns. and i was like oh my god that's definitely tom's one hour photo i'm so glad they used him for this that's so cool yeah I now want to go to Tom's. <laughs> Please yeah. make me look. But so yeah, those little girls get those like, you know, nice early 2000s, like weird mall glamour shots. And they all look great and cute. And then <laughs> Anna has like the fan in hers, like the actual fan in frame. <laughs> and the mom is so mean to her. She's like, yeah, next time you don't want to have it in the frame. And then Anna's like, thank you for the note. Like, so earnest, like, yes, tell me I'm horrible. <laughs> I feel like both of them like just had been watching America's Next Top Model and like that was what that that's what it felt like is it felt like Tyra pulling your photo and being like yes this you have dead eyes in this and then being like thank you for the note same thing with Maya she was like you look like you are a missing child that no one wants to find I'm like that's so fucking mean yeah and everyone's like oh that's so mean I'm like I definitely heard this because like you know people know this but I grew up in also a very suburban area that like was very like affluent and stuff but like it was super middle of Sacramento like not great or it was great but I was um I I was lower income but everyone else was richer so it was just like I was I resonate with these characters these two characters Maya and Anna so much because I feel like they're like middle class they don't have everything they want they have imperfect lives there's clearly like some forms of trauma that are building yeah definitely it's just interesting to see kind of the mirrorings well and also seeing the mom's connection to heather and like knowing that i mean i grew up in a very similar situation where like everyone around me their parents were making a huge amount of money because they were all in like silicon valley tech boom and so yeah seeing like oh these girls all have great relationships with their mom like because their mom doesn't work and they just get to like have some excess money and go shopping all the time and I was always like I don't get to do that (laughs) like yeah you're like why like and it it just seemed so unfair at the time because I was like why can't I just like be like them you know it was like so like almost isolating that like I wasn't able to do these things I remember in college, actually, I, like, realized how much my mom made, and I was, like, okay, like, I have that amount. That seems pretty low, but whatever, and then I got my first, like, full-time job, and I was, like, already making more than her, and I was, like, wow, like, I have so much more respect for my mom because I know how hard she worked, and it's insane that she was, she was like, a preschool teacher, so it's just insane to ha- how much they got paid, 
it is kind of like those things when you're younger you don't realize and it is it seems like a personal attack but obviously it's not well and also not realizing or not really having the understanding to why you are so different and not really realizing oh it is money like almost solely money based yes that's actually i didn't really ever think about it like that i definitely did not realize how much money the people i went to school with made and i mean i would go to their houses and like i knew a girl who had like a full fucking ballet room in her house and like an infinity pool and all this crazy stuff and (laughs) I was living in a, I was sharing a room with my sister in an apartment down the street from it and like my mom. And so like that, I think once I got to high school, I started understanding the concept or like grasping what the discrepancy was. But when I was younger, I was just like, why can't I be as cool as these girls? Like, why can't, why can't I do this? Why? Like, what is stopping me? And it was just money. And I think that is kind of what they touch on a lot, especially I think they touch about it or talk about it a lot more in season two. To be honest, like, I didn't actually put that together. Thank you for bringing that up. I don't know. I guess I've never really thought about it like that. I knew it was kind of because of money, but I didn't like, I don't know, put together that it was like that drastically kind of just like segmented. It's very interesting. So the next scene, Heather and her crew, like, are all getting ready in their, like, camo pants. It's so limited, too. I don't know if you ever, like, were a limited person (laughs) or, like, tried to be. It was still too expensive. I remember, like, going to their sale rack and finding, like, something super ugly and cheap just because it was limited, too. Yes. That little flower logo, man. The bedazzled flower. (laughs) Wanted it on everything. And then, like, Maya and Anna and the... Satira are just like not looking the same at all. They're like sticking out very like sorely. I thought their outfits were cute, but they were not fitting in. And like Heather's mom was like, Can you try to like wear like the other girls? So rough. It's just so rough. And like, I don't know. They they're all feeling all self conscious. And I like did you hear Anna being like, Oh, like, can I borrow that uh one of your pink shirts? And that's like Heather's like I don't really let people borrow my clothes. Yeah, directly after saying that other girl was borrowing her shirt, I was like, God, little kids can be such cunts sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> it's like how it's so shameless. It's like, yeah, they feel no remorse in just being like a total asshole. Kids love to be jerks, man. Yeah. So once they're like, you know, like looking all cute and shit, they change out of their clothes and like the larger group ends up going to Heather's grandma's but before that like she's like all right like let's go and Anna and Maya get all excited Heather's like oh I don't know and then Becca's like I know we can whoever's been to Heather's before can go (laughs) well and also before that they had like they saw her thong and they saw her they were like all talking about the lip gloss and the thong I missed the most important thing (laughs) and like I that was such a just separating like them further and further away I feel like which is so but man thong and I remember did you have a thong in middle school did you get them like then so I think I have an older sister who's uh she's like a little less than two years older than me so she's two year uh grades above me um and so I think my mom gave my sister one and when she was about the eighth grade so I was in the sixth grade and I, at probably at, like, seventh grade, I remember... Actually, no, I think it was about sixth grade 
This was also when yoga pants were a really big thing. And I remember being like, I can't wear yoga pants if I have a panty line. Mm -hmm. And being so self-conscious of that and being like, Katie, who's my sister, I was like, Katie, can I can I borrow your thong? And like, I'm pretty sure my mom, my sister, and I all shared a single thong. <laughs> I think we eventually got later, but it was like to try out. My sister and I tried out the same one, and it was like a nice Calvin Klein one. Yes. But okay. Well, at least it was like a good first. It was. Plump. Yeah. It was almost like a, a training bra, but uh, for your underwear. And so like that underwear. was our like test thong to see if we could wear it and like if we felt comfortable in it and then if we felt comfortable in it we would go out and buy we got like a few more and I remember going to like pink Victoria's Secrets pink and getting that five like five for 35 and yes loving them and like similar to you the first time I got a thong was because of gaucho pants do you remember gaucho pants? yes yes (laughs) for the listeners that don't know what gaucho pants are they're just like tight weird flowy pants that are actually like I feel like I'd like them now they're just like yoga pants but like bell-bottom yoga pants yeah like super flowy like tight on your butt but then right after your butt they flare out yeah so you needed no underwear line similarly to yoga pants so I got gaucho pants from fashion bug did you guys have fashion bug I didn't have fashion bug I think it was just like some like offshoot store that was like in like the suburb I grew up in and like I will tell another story about fashion bug I had a lot of cool things go on there when I was younger I they had like a preteen section so it was like kind of like limited to knockoff looking stuff so I like mm-hmm. was able to be like fit in but it was like way cheaper 10% of the price or whatever almost like a JC Penny Kohl's off-brand totally yes so I wore them and that's how I got my first thong. But I too only had one thong for probably until like high school. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was solely thongs. Yeah. I I started wearing like just only thongs through like maybe probably f- sophomore year of high school to like yes. <laughs> sophomore junior year of college where I, I like got a pair of normal butt underwear from Aerie and I was like oh yes. these are so much more comfortable I was like now you were like the same doing? exact person and now I'm just like I love high-waisted underwear like that's the most comfortable thing but like yes I don't think I ha- like I own like I also now probably only own one thong because I wear it so infrequently but it's for a different reason <laughs> yeah it's definitely like the the underwear that I um only wear right before like laundry day because I'm like oh, yeah Or if I'm, like, if I have to wear, like, workout leggings, I'll sometimes do that. But, man, it's so weird that our brains got, like, so formed into, like, you can't have panty lines. I think that's such a, like, fucking weird thing that is ingrained in young teen girls. That's so true. You can. You can have panty lines. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's just, like, it's, (laughs) it's just so crazy. Like, I don't. It's another thing that just, like, gets imposed on, like, teenage girls that they have to, like, change themselves. And it's normally for guys, is you're like, I don't want guys to know that I'm wearing underwear. When it's like, yeah, of course you're fucking wearing underwear. (laughs) 
Which makes sense of why Maya and Anna are so obsessed with it, too. Is like, they just oh, get I so know. fixated on the concept. The concept of having attention at that age is pretty fucking cool. Like, anytime you're like, oh, like, people think I'm cool for this or, like, whatever. It's like, you really hone in on that energy. <laughs> well, and I also like... I like that they start talking about kind of like the confidence it gives them later on in the mm-hmm. episode of like when they do wear it, they're like, oh, I get this. Like, I feel good about myself and I walk a different way. And like, that's what's important of feeling good about yourself. Panty lines, it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, totally. So then Becca says that little shitty comment, like, if we've been to Heather's house before, you can. And Satira actually had <laughs> because she was like a Girl Scouts in second grade just so yeah and i love her little bitch face that she gives them at the end because she's like you didn't let me come to your like photo shoot so go fuck yourself i want more of that girl i don't does she's not really in season two or any or any of the episodes after that right can't remember about any of the rest of season one but definitely not season two that i can recall like which is a shame because that girl's spot on yeah funny exactly what i want so then once those girls leave anna and maya want to go look in heather's bag because she had left it for that lip gloss that they're like entranced by and then lo and behold they pull out well they pull out the lip gloss first and put it my puts it like disgustingly on her lips and then lo and behold is the one and only pink thong that heather was wearing earlier in the day i guess yeah, they kind of talk about that. They were like, they're like, why did she take it off? Which I am completely confused on why she yeah. would have ever taken it off between that point and the next point. But maybe she was changing pants or something. I don't know. I was like, this is maybe she was just putting like her fashion show clothes in that bag. We'll just do that. <laughs> yeah, for the sake of the plot. <laughs> so they steal it, and then Maya is like, put it on. <laughs> And then Anna puts it on over her yes. underwear, which kills me. <laughs> they're like granny panty, like blue, like oversized underwear, which is just perfect because that's definitely what my underwear looked like when I was that age. She does this like silly little dance. And then they hear, I guess they hear Becca coming down the hall or whatever. And they like, she quickly puts her pants on and then Becca walks in on them like. <laughs> Why'd you have your pants down? <laughs> I didn't. Did that ever happen to you where it's just like awkward moments and you're like yeah and you just like lie you're like that didn't happen yeah yeah you can't prove it it didn't happen (laughs) the shameless like like denial of being in a weird situation is amazing then they feel like stressed because they're like okay like they're gonna find out like we couldn't put it back because like they grabbed the bag before we could put it back like we have to wash it like we have to do it and then maya's like i didn't get to wear it like i want to wear it and like Truly, I think Maya felt more power with the thong than Anna did, even when Anna felt the power. Yeah. Well, and Maya has that whole sequence where they're playing kind of like holy music where it's almost a, a religious experience of hand washing the thong. And then that the dripping it onto her face makes me laugh. So where she's like cleaning it and then she like lets the water roll off the thong and onto her face. I just think it's so funny because she's, yeah, she's such a little weirdo. And I feel like that is exactly like tween girls do things that no one can explain. And I remember doing weird things. Not, not that, but 
Um, I remember doing weird things that I was like, oh no, I definitely did shit like, like not exactly that, but weird shit like that, like for sure. You know, looked at like bras or like put on bigger bra. Like I would put on my like mom's bras and be like, I got boobs. Exactly, like weird shit like that. And so, but like before she, when she's going in, she's like, I'm gonna be washing my hands for a while. <laughs> like what? I totally makes sense. That? Just like that's the that's the logic though, which I appreciate. Is like that sort of kind of like this doesn't make sense but in my mind as a tween girl this makes perfect sense yeah so the hand washing in the sink and then drying it with a fucking hair dryer like yeah did that two times i'm like oh i got something wet like i'll just dry it with a hair dryer like never works the amount of times i've tried to dry something with like a hand dryer in a public restroom and it Mm -hmm. just not work that uh Especially not the, the the Dyson Air Jet Blade, whatever that one does yeah. not work. It's very hard. Doesn't work. Yeah, it's like the blade only gets where it's on the blade. Like it's not a full hand dry. So then Maya has her like mo- her her majestic moment, and then she gets like into full like sexy bitch mode when she's like in the mirror with her like butt and i just love this scene so much like her like just shaking her ass in the thong and just like getting so into herself yeah i think it's funny how they actually like filmed that scene because there's no shots of her face and her butt together it's always either butt or face and so i kind of am like that might not be actually maya's butt it might be someone else's butt um or they're like kind of trying to allude to that but i also think it's partially them trying to not be creepy of like she's playing a 13 year old yeah yeah so i do think they do a good job of for the most part of being tasteful in that regard it is hard so i do like the way that they toe the line i feel like it's like just enough and like that that scene of her just shaking her butt is so funny and still stuff i feel like that is the shit that sticks with you through your adulthood of like still dance oh, yeah. like everyone dances in their underwear in front of a mirror at some point in their adult life yes. at least 15 times in their adult life i'm gonna say and if you're not you oh, should for sure murder. i do that like yes. daily <laughs> exactly like for sure yeah if you don't dance people do it it's such a good release of energy yeah and i feel like that's when you can tell like she feels good about herself and that's dancing in your underwear is a a, a very I feel good about myself moment. And even if you don't feel good about yourself, maybe dancing in your underwear will make, will make you feel better about yourself. So I think so too. It's a serotonin Definitely. boost. <laughs> so she's like doing this like butt dance and like feeling herself. And then the phone rings and I love how she just like straight up answers it and doesn't know who it is. And she's just like, so. yeah. <laughs> and then Anna straight up thinks it's her brother. Yeah, and she's like, "No, it's me." And she's like, "You sound weird." Okay, uh, and I was like, "I feel bad about this. Like, I want to do that." And Anna, or yeah, and then Maya's like, "Yeah, yeah, me too." It's like, she's like, "I'm preoccupied. Bad. I got yeah. my butt out." Yeah, which I feel like, like there are multiple times in the show where Maya is doing something preoccupied, and Anna calls her, and Anna or and Maya is just like kind of half-assing half a conversation with her. <laughs> it's it's like kind of rude but like I do resonate with that where it's like I want to be present for somebody so it's like I don't want to like chew them off but I'm also like kind of 
and this maybe goes to my Pisces-ness, but like daydreaming about something else and kind of half listening and like kind of understanding what's going on, but then being like, okay, wait, you need to like tell me exactly or just like kind of bullshitting. And I'm like, yeah, I got that. Like, and yeah. trying to like piece it together later. <laughs> but like Maya definitely does that. It's like hilarious and just kind of horrible. <laughs> um, But then we get to school and like, Maya just walks in with her rolly backpack, like with her little step, step, like just busts through that paper sign. Yes. Which she also has a normal backpack and a rolly backpack, which I do not get, but I I don't like it. It had to be something that like she actually did when she was a kid, because I feel like that's such a specific thing that not a lot of kids did. I'm sure some kids did it. But I don't really remember anyone doing it. Yeah, the only, like, explanation I would have is, like, for people who play sports or something that, like, that has, like, their sports stuff in it. Um, yeah. But they, would, they wouldn't have a rolly. Usually if they played sports, they wouldn't have a rolly. <laughs> They'd have, yeah, like, I don't know. It's so weird. It's so goofy. Did you have a rolly backpack? I, I think I did for, like, one year. And then besides that, I was like, nah, I'm just going to carry it. I had, like, a weird satchel in high school for a bit where I Ooh. would switch, like, into, a, like, Trendy. a leather kind of briefcase thing. <laughs> um, but I think I only had a rolly backpack for one year. I had a rolly backpack in sixth grade, and it was, like, see-through and blue. It's, like, you know, like, the festival back. <laughs> yeah. Like, it looks like that, but it's, it was on rollers. But people were fucking mean to me and would kick it all the time as a joke and I'm like you guys are fucking so mean it was always yeah. boys probably had a crush on me but whatever exactly boys will be boys our favorite statement <laughs> I'm just kidding if you're actually listening to this please do not make that excuse for anybody ever again because it's super outdated and kind of gross but anyway exactly they were jerks they were really rude but she gets over to <laughs> to like Anna and she's like you notice anything different about me like so smug and Anna's like stressed I love how stressed Anna is because I I do resonate with this it's like I was totally a do-gooder when I was younger and I was like you can't break any rules like you have to follow all the rules I don't like what what were you like were you oh 100% like that I was uh I was talking to my friends last night about how like my relationship with like drugs and like drinking as like a teen like their approach to it was way different than mine where I was like Mm -hmm. I was so scared of doing drugs when I was a teen because I was so like in that brain or in that mindset of just no you can't like that's that's not a good thing that's a bad thing and it was hard for me to break out of that as an adult but I think I now have fully evolved to something else yeah totally no I I 100% resonate with that my like my family has drug addiction problems. So I think that's kind of where my like absolute fear stems from stemmed from. And like when I was in student government in high school, I'm not kidding. I like signed a contract where I like said, I will not do drugs or drink. <laughs> like I like signed a contract, which is like kind of weird now that I think about it, but. And also not, not legally blind, binding. Yeah, at all, no, it's sure. like, like what contract is this shit like well the contract was i would get kicked out of the class like and then i would receive like a an incomplete or whatever like i yeah. would get a grade i'd get an f essentially i think i or when i was in high school i did this program 
I don't even remember what it's called, but it was basically like explaining to kids. I would go in to classrooms of, I think it was when I was a sophomore and a, or a junior and a senior. And it was mainly for like college apps to show that I was a part of something good. Mm. But it was a program where I'd go into so- sophomore and freshman classes and teach them about drug use and like also driving under the influence and then smoking weed and then driving it wasn't dare but it was like something that there was this one woman at my high school who would put together all of these classes and have all these different groups of people that would teach these classes and teach them the fears of drinking driving and drinking and driving and like smoking and basically anything like that I don't think it really ever got into sex or anything, but she mainly, it was all about, like, substance stuff. Sex was actually on the contract, too. <laughs> oh, my God. That feels just... I fucking just... broke it. I broke that it. Feels... Yeah, that feels uh, also very stifling of, like, yeah, teens. Yeah, I, I, feel I like... felt like I had a good moral compass where I could choose what I value, like, what I thought was, like, fine and what wasn't. I think... I definitely lied to all my friends until I got to college. I was like, I'm a virgin. Like, I didn't tell anybody that I had had sex. So I, like, you know, was lying. But my student government teacher still follows me on Instagram, so maybe she'll hear this. But if she does, sorry. But she, I think, is, like, pretty Christian, actually. And, like, I didn't realize that until now, essentially. Yeah. And, like, I, like, looked back at some of, like, the lessons we learned and stuff. I'm like, ooh, yikes, this is a little bit of a problem with separation of church and state to be honest but okay yeah well i'm also sure that you were not the only person to uh, uh invalidate that contract by either drinking smoking or having sex <laughs> oh no i mean the senior president like drank and like you can't prove it unless you get like kicked out of an actual dance or like if you get like caught by the police arrested yeah so fucking whatever like definitely it's so weird. It's so weird to think about like the things that happen in school, like you leading that group or like me signing that contract and thinking it was totally normal and like totally helpful and like good. And then you're like, there were good elements, but some of that was problematic. Yeah. Well, and I know that there were kids who were in that same program as me who were going around teaching this stuff and that I personally knew got pulled over by the cops or not even pulled over they were on the side of the road driving home and they had turned off their car and started puking on the side of the road because they were that drunk and they didn't get a DUI because their keys weren't in the car but they were still teaching that same curriculum he was not a good person I did not like that man so I was like this is uh okay well that's actually that is shitty like that's like yeah yeah it was just like okay I I can I, I mean I understand that I I wasn't fully uh, following those same guidelines, but like him doing that and then fully just going back on it and yeah. um, being and like being a bad person, worse. yeah, yeah, like adds to it. Like it's like if it was a really good person and they made a mistake, you might be like, okay, but if he's a yeah. jerk, it's like go fuck yourself. And it was a it was a repeated thing where he would drunk drive constantly and he was notorious for that and then he would teach that to like the teens. That is so scary. Yeah, it was bad. But then it, 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 it karma worked out in the end, I'll just say that. Okay. All I'll right. tell you off mic, maybe. <laughs> You've got your own. <laughs> but then like so Maya flashback to her being all stoked about her thong 
is like, what? Nine people have looked at me. And I loved how she had like the check marks on her arm because I wrote on myself so many times when I- You're always getting told that uh, you're going to get ink poisoning, huh? That never happened. Yes. <laughs> never happened. Didn't ever happen. Or like the rolling your eyes, like, oh, it's going to get stuck like that. I'm like, actually, this is really good for my muscles. <laughs> uh, my boyfriend does write on the sand still as an adult. And I do yell at him about that. But that's mainly because- <laughs> I'm afraid of it rubbing off on something else. It's less about the ink poisoning. Yeah. Ink poisoning is a fucking myth. <laughs> I don't think that's real. I don't think it's real. But Alex and Brant see it because Anna's like, I don't really care. But then once those little boys walk over, Maya bends over and like they see like the whale tail, the like Manny Santos whale yes. tail, if you are a grassy fan. Of course. I feel like no one in our generation could escape the grasp of Degrassi. At least that oh, Manny so Santos song episode. Yeah, or the, like, classic Emma period episode where she, like, bleeds through her white skirt. Oh, man. There's so many. So Degrassi many. deserves its whole, a whole nother podcast. The new podcast, yeah. <laughs> um, but then, so, like, once that happens, Anna's like, okay, fuck this. I want in on the sexy, like, feeling. So she, like, forces Maya to go in the bathroom and, like, switch with her. And I love how, like tough Anna gets in that moment she's like switch with me <laughs> I like it when Anna Anna goes into tough girl mode it's so funny I know because she is bigger than Maya so eventually like I feel like that's how she like she's like okay like I don't use this all the time but when I want to use this I'm gonna use this power. well and then also just like in the juxtaposition of all of the actual teens around her that it makes it even funnier of her being like a aggressive like 30 year old woman but also playing yes sport, like 12 year old at the same time oh it's so good i love it um so then she goes into the bathroom and puts the thong on and then i love i love how she looks into the mirror and her polo becomes just filled with huge breasts that i don't think they're hers either i think they're just a, a body double too because i even though she obviously is like binding her breast down i don't feel like i've seen her boobs be that big in real life yeah. so i think it was a bomb yeah so i'm assuming I, I would guess maybe maya and anna both just got like perfect body doubles of that um which i think is funny and like her i like that it was maya was very obsessed with the butt and anna was very obsessed with her boobs because i feel like that is very telling of them as tweens too and like i like that they're equally obsessed with different parts i loved the like cleavage scene in that because I feel like I always would get padded bras and I would always force my boobs to have cleavage and I don't have big boobs at all I have like A's and I think I've always had A's and I've never been able to actually have cleavage unless I've had the thick Victoria's Secret the bombshell. You know, like that was the, the bombshell yes. bra yes. I remember that and like I remember that being oh. such a scandal of later on I don't think as much as in, in middle school but maybe more in high school of girls wearing mm -hmm. still wearing those I think I stopped wearing those in like freshman year of high school or something when I was just like I don't oh no I didn't until freshman year of college <laughs> <laughs> but I remember in high, high school girls getting called out because they were notorious for kind of like faking their cleavage like that and like hooking up with a guy and him being like this is all padding and it's like it doesn't fucking matter you're seeing <laughs> boobs you don't care yeah 
See, I had a boyfriend all four years of high school, so like it didn't matter. Like he knew what my boobs looked like, so it wasn't like I was like getting outed because it was only the one guy for me. So I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna wear this fake ass yeah. like padded until <laughs> the end of time. <laughs> Man, I wonder what those things are made of. I know. I like. I'm curious to see one now because I I don't think I've had a padded bra since college at least. Yeah. Now, like I wear like this like thin <laughs> like like bra from like old American apparel, like I've had this bra, I should probably buy new bras, but I've had this bra for like 10 years. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm same. I don't think I've bought like an actual, I think the closest thing I've gotten is like the unlined Fenty like bras that still have the underwire in it. And that I still mm-hmm. don't even wear that because I'm like, that's too uncomfortable. Yeah. I can't fuck with that. I have one underwire bra that's like that and I don't yeah. wear it. Like, I will not. And I'm like, my boobs look weird. Like they look too perfectly round. Like I just hate this. Like I don't, it's just not not for me anyway it's not for me anymore so she's in the bathroom doing the boob thing and then that girl comes out of the stall and she's like yeah no I wasn't doing anything it's again catching people doing like weird shit just happened all the time yeah doesn't she like ask the girl something weird I feel like she was like trying to make like small talk to the girl and she just like walks out and Anna's like it's cool don't worry <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so then we cut to the community center again with the older people and the girls are now paired up with the older people that they will be in the fashion show with and they're both bonding or supposed to be bonding. I I I love them talking to like I remember going to my grandma's like retirement community and talking to old people and I still love old people. Like I think they're so so you were like Anna. Yeah, I loved it. I loved talking to all these old people. I loved that they had these like weird inner lives that they weren't working, but they had like all these different hobbies that they could do. And um, I still... I think that means that you're like a good person because it just shows that you are like curious for people outside of like your little bubble. And I think that even as a little kid the people that were like cool with parents and like you know trying to be like polite and like start conversations that like weren't super just like mm, awkward yeah. you know like i don't like given the cold shoulder like the the normal teen aspect like parents love that shit and like older people love that shit and it's like the people that i know that did that are my favorite people now so yeah i mean like i was taking a ballet class recently at the y or not recently before the pandemic um, I was taking a ballet class that was a beginner's ballet class because I, I've loved ballet my whole life. I've only taken it for a year when I was younger. And then like now as an adult, I've been like, I want to do that again. And so I started taking this class and, and it was in Chelsea in Manhattan. And so it's basically 80% older women, maybe 15% young women, younger women. And then like a few guys pop in, like older guys pop in. And I became so obsessed with like just learning about the older women in that class and I was like I want to photograph all of these women like they're so funny and weird and they reminded me of the women like the especially the woman who Anna gets partnered with I was like that's that reminds me of one of the ladies in my ballet class because she's just like so good they they just want to talk to someone they're just like chatty old people yeah and it's like I don't know I there is like a a thing to be said about like ageism and like just people kind of ignoring people as they age out of like like middle age I guess and like you see the first scene and it's like Heather's like super like 
kind of like almost grossed out by like the sweet old lady telling her that she's beautiful well, I think it's her which grandma. i'm like or like supposed oh, is to it? be her grandma because that's like supposed to be her grandma and she's like grossed out by her oh i get but it. i think okay. like heather see that's even yeah, worse <laughs> heather's mom at one point is like these people are forgotten people like no one cares about yeah. them and i was like that's so sad like i hope when yeah, I'm it's old, like, that's so... not what people think about me only horrible people will and we don't care about what they think anyways because i feel like heather's mom would be someone to say that like she's just so like quickly rude you know like it's almost like you don't catch it and I feel like women like that are so like that yeah like, like just under your breath rude um and then like you were saying Anna's like person is just super like vibrant and like they have this amazing connection they're like oh my god I love you like within like two seconds of talking to each I other I think she says like I want to brush your hair or something like that yeah <laughs> uh like such a like intimate thing too like I love it and then you see Maya just next to this person who is kind of like and she's in a wheelchair and like clearly like a little bit out of it and Maya's like trying to talk to her and then just out of nowhere she like grabs her arm really hard and I love how she tickles her (laughs) it's so cute yeah, it's also so not, like, the response that, as an adult, I would not have the reaction to tickle someone to let, oh, get them no, to let go of. not at all. So after that, like, after they get paired up, the next scene is the girls getting ready to go home, and then Heather, like, tells her mom she lost her thong. And, or no, sorry, she tells everybody that she lost her thong, right? Yeah, but is she says it's there? not she doesn't say it's a thong she says like oh she doesn't say it's a thong. it's something pink she's like it's something pink yeah. <laughs> but of course like anna and maya know right away that it's the thong and they're just like super stressed and no one like owns up to it and then they they leave right yeah. after that i think so and like i think anna's not immediately starts she doesn't start looking for something or looking for it um, and so Becca's like, why aren't you looking for it? And Anna just turns to, like, the table next to her and, like, picks up a vase next to her. And, like, <laughs> it would be underneath the vase, which I thought was really good physical comedy. Oh, it's so good. And, like, that little Becca girl is so fucking, like, I hated little girls like Becca. I'm like, get your nose out of my business. It's not, it doesn't pertain to you. Yeah. You don't need to be a hero right now. Yeah. And it was always to get, like, clout with like the alpha mean girl you know like it was always the beta mean girl like stirring up shit because they didn't want to like lose that spot yeah definitely then they get on the phone later and they're like okay like we need to put it back like we need to put it back like we need to figure out how to put it back but then they decide after the show because it's well there's like a there's a nice montage of like them being like tomorrow we'll do it tomorrow we'll do it and it's like days after day (laughs) after day of like I'm like how long did they have this for and also did they wash it between each time I'm sure Maya totally not I feel like Maya would have done that weird ritual washing thing every time (laughs) I'm gonna imagine she did because if she didn't then I'd be pretty disappointed so then they're getting ready for the show after this montage and this is the final day of them having the thong but the first thing that happens is like heather's mom collects them and like makes them get in a circle and she's like you know someone stole heather's thong and then heather gets really embarrassed she's like can you not call it or no she's like someone stole heather's underwear right she says thong and heather's like can you call it underwear 
which I think is it's it's so goofy. It's like so weird that she's like it's under it's underwear. It's not thong. It's not thong. Yeah, she's like yeah, you're right. It's like such an embarrassed thing. It's like mom, like but then her mom's like shut up, sweetie. <laughs> like fucking shuts her down, and her mom's like okay, like you all have to turn around and hum whoever took it. We won't know. And that's like, I feel like that was pretty fair, but like they couldn't get out of it because one of them was wearing it. Like, yeah. so they really fucked themselves in that situation. I also love that that before when they were trying to choose who gets to wear the thong for the, the fashion show, they do rock, paper, scissors. But Maya's like, okay, ready? Uh, go on 15. And they like count to 15, but they don't show the actual shoot. But I thought it was so funny that they were like, okay, don't like go on three, go on 15. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Like, I feel like in middle school, like, there would be things that, like, everyone would do, but then you would always, like, make it, like, a little bit weirder. Like, this like, is our thing. Yeah. To make it unique. Yeah, you're like, this is my handshake. And it was always, like, the handshake that was, like, in the parent trap with, like, one other, like, move or, like, one <laughs> omitted move. Exactly. Uh, but then... No one turns in the thong. And then, like, Becca is like has her eyes set on Maya and Anna she knows it's them and like you know Maya and Anna are horrible liars but they keep their cool and they do the fashion show and they're also wearing those crazy matching jumpsuit like or not even jumpsuits but like the cargo pants with the polo shirt and the long drapey like weird poles on the cargo pants that like are excessively long yeah I feel like those would be very in right now the and then they have the, oh, the totally. beanies too the beanies i was like this is weird i love the beanie with maya's hair i think it's so funny <laughs> the helmet hair with like the helmet beanie it was too much it's too good and so they were doing this fashion show anna is loving it she's like doing the catwalk like Strutting. smiling very excited and then fucking out of nowhere comes becca and she pantses her in the middle of the freaking floor like, did you ever get pants as a child? I did. I got pants, but I don't think I ever really got pants in a public setting. I think also growing up wearing a lot of skinny jeans kept me from getting pants. But I remember we had gym class where we had to wear like gym shorts and that was where people got pants mainly. Yeah, that's 100% true. And to piggyback off that, the one time I remember getting pants and fuck my ex-boyfriend but it was like freshman year of high school I had one day where I would wear sweatpants in my like cami my Abercrombie cami because I was like this is a good look like I'm comfy I'm cute like my boobs are out but I'm wearing comfy pants and like I wasn't wearing underwear one time and I think I told him and then he pants me in front of the entire school at a football game oh my god that's so mean still dated him for four years yeah I don't know what's wrong with me Okay, the sweatpants thing made me think of something from middle school that I think was very specific to the West Coast is, I don't know if you girls did this at your school, but since it's cold in the morning in California, but then it get, can get really hot in the afternoon, I remember girls in middle school specifically wearing the shortest little short Abercrombie or Hollister shorts and then wearing like mm-hmm. school sweatpants over them, but kind of like low, like wearing the sweatpants really low so that you could see the top of the shorts and you would take them (laughs) off halfway through the day and put them in your backpack and I remember that was such like a cool girl thing and I never did it because I was like I don't like what 
wear the just wear the shorts like it's it's not cold for that yeah. long like I, this or wear pants yeah or just wear pants <laughs> and I also th- think that there was like something cool about wearing the high school's sweatpants is because you mm-hmm. those were like the more um inaccessible ones for you yeah where you're like everyone has the like middle school ones but not everyone has those high school ones oh so funny so aspirational I remember being so aspirational to go to high school when I was in middle school yeah makes sense though middle school is kind of a hellhole yeah it it is true it's a horrible time (laughs) so then Anna's like fucking terrified and like mortified and like runs back to the back and Maya is about to go out and she gets told by Anna like she's gonna pull your pants down she's gonna pull your pants down so thankfully Maya has the heads up before like Becca can be unleashed on her so she doesn't get found out with the thong but she like comes in super close contact it's so funny that like they do this in front of a bunch of old people too like the idea yes. of getting pants in front of and the wine moms yeah in front of a bunch of old people and the wine moms like it's not that embarrassing or in comparison to like being pantsed at school or in front of an entire football game like how you got pants but like yeah. it's just uncomfortable for the adults you know no totally and like no one like i was i was glad to see the mom pull becca away once she tried to pull a second person's pants down but i would have thought that she would have pulled her off the first time yeah you know right i don't know like know the story though i have about fashion bug let's bring it back is it was this like standalone weird department ish store but i don't think there were, were very many i think it was like just a tiny franchise but they would do like local fashion shows for people who shopped there oh my god and always sign up and I did like two or three there and I literally did the exact same thing as these fucking girls but like for like random people in the Target parking lot. Do you have photos? I don't know. I should. I don't like I have to find it but I remember like walking down the catwalk and then I got like $20 like for the like to shop like for doing it for them and like the store I think is shut down but I just remember feeling so cool but no one shopped there, so it wasn't cool. It was like, you know, like it was the primary clientele for that store was like older women and actually like plus size women. Like it was a plus size women's store and like they had like a small like junior section that I like would like fashion for. So it was like it was fun, but it was like older women that were also doing it with me and I was like the only teen. <laughs> That's really funny. I wish I got to do like a fashion show like that. I remember there was like there was in my town, there was a, a good amount of people who did, um, like, the pageantry stuff more, and not as much fashion mm, show, but, like, yeah. more, like, the Miss Los Gatos, and then they would go on to compete in Miss California, and I think there was one girl from my high school who, like, won Miss Junior California or something, and she's, like, gone on to do, like, a lot of pageantry work, but, um, there was never fashion shows. I always wanted to go to a fashion show in my town. Actually, no, there was one. There was one that we did for our our um, fashion class, like when you took like home ec um, sewing, and you had a, you had to model your own um, design. And so I did like this weird goth bell sleeved dress that was really funky and fun. And um, I 
I put on like dark red lipstick and they were like, that's too dark of lipstick. You have to wear a lighter lipstick. And I was like, no. And I just wore the dark Cramping lipstick. Cramping your fucking creativity. Yeah, good. Good for you, man. That's like hard to do. It was fun. Because people are just so fucking rude. Yeah. I like got, I reach a debate and I like got points down one time because I had a nose ring. I'm like, okay. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Suburbs are harsh. Very much. With the fucking hold on how you should look. on just the norms yeah i was talking to someone about that today about how the world's gonna change with how many people have tattoos how many people have piercings how many people have colored hair like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter anymore if people are Good. people are like discriminating against you for that it's more of an issue than you having that i agree wholeheartedly <laughs> but so then like you know maya then escapes becca's like fucking Raph, tirade yeah. And they're, like, very stoked. They're both, like, we got away with it. That's insane. How did we get away with it? And Anna does all this shit about, you need to take it off right now. And, like, they get into that room. (laughs) You burnt my asshole (laughs) when she, like, pulls it out. Which I remember getting a wedgie (laughs) while wearing a thong is an experience I never want to have ever again. But that was something that happened to me multiple times when I was younger because of having an older sister, you know? Like, that was Mm -hmm. how you could get back at someone is giving them a wedgie, especially if they were wearing a thong. And her and Maya saying, you burned my asshole. And then, like, from the other (laughs) room saying, and my vagina (laughs) made me laugh so hard. Like the the like solo like walk away and then the vagina is like coming yeah. in. But they really destroyed that thing, man. It stretched out and Oh yeah. <laughs> like literally ripped to shreds. And then Maya's like going to throw it away and shoves it in her pants before she like like pretends to throw it away and shoves it in her pants and Anna catches her and it's just like it's very funny. They like finally get rid of it. Maya finally is like okay but she's not thrilled about it she like gives it a blessing before she gives it a, puts it away she's like you'll be oh, fine she does. you'll be fine they do the, like <laughs> what is like this thing the cross oh like, I, I doing the cross. I'm not a religious oh, me person <laughs> me neither <laughs> I just know that that's a thing but Anna does it I bet you she doesn't know either so like we'll just go with her blissful ignorance and then they're sitting there with their partners Anna and Maya's like older companions and they just continue to argue and i love how anna's like look this is karma that's why i got pants and we need to get rid of this like bad energy like it's so energy focused for anna i love it yeah it's just all her repeating stuff that her mom says like it's so funny that it Mm -hmm. ties back to like how their mom is and i love that they do the uh, the again talking through a someone or like talking through someone where they're mad at each other and they're just talking to they're like who will you tell her it's so good but then the wise friend lady i don't i don't think i remember her name do you remember did she get a name i don't know if she got a name she was like she gave them really good advice she was like you know, I worried, I wish someone told me this when I was younger. And I feel like I heard this from older people and I, no one fully takes it into account, but I do remember being affected by people who would say things like this, like at least in the moment and a little bit afterwards where she's like, you know, I was so concerned about being beautiful and being viewed as beautiful that I didn't see how beautiful I actually was. And like years and years would go on and I would look back and I was beautiful. And I can't believe that I wasted so much time not looking inwards and finding that beauty more so than like trying to fit into a box. 
and I feel like that resonated with them. Yeah, I think, I feel like that the first time I heard someone say that was honestly, like, or that I remember someone saying that was honestly, like, within the last two years where I heard someone say that, and I was like, Mm -hmm. wow, like, yeah, I should, I should be valuing myself of, like, who I am now more than I am, because I'm never gonna be who I am today again. Like, you change so rapidly, especially at, like, their age of, like, fake a fake 12 like you change so much in those years between the ages of like 10 and 20 that you're never the same person two days in a row and that's important to like remember that that you're beautiful at that point that very distinct point in time and you change that beauty evolves and changes as you grow but like I don't know I also she says something where she was like I was I always thought I was beautiful more beautiful the year before which I feel like mm-hmm. is people, it very much speaks to people who are hard on themselves and yeah, super or hypercritical of themselves in their looks. And I feel like that was a very wise thing for them to put into the episode because like, I don't, I think a lot of the, the times they are kind of speaking to these greater issues and kind of metaphorically showing things but like having a older person say that so verbatim really drives it home yeah i i agree and i think it just gives them more like background into other people's perspectives because they only get that echo box of like hey you have to look like this you have to do these things and sometimes it is just nice to like hear it from somebody else that those aren't things that you have to always worry about you know yeah and then Pooh says some stuff too, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, they're like, what did she say? What did they think that Pooh said? Because she definitely, like, I couldn't, like, make out anything. Well, it was like Maya Maya was, like, translating. But I don't know if she actually was. <laughs> where it was just saying, I yeah. am beautiful no matter what I wear or something like that. Um, which is true. Like, I think the the thong gives them the confidence but then they have that confidence even when they don't have it on which is um i guess kind of the moral of the story yeah totally and then the episode leaves with them arm in arm feeling good about themselves which i love and the post credits of Pooh finding the the thong in the uh, um basket and putting it on yeah. her wrist and then dancing which i was like yeah exactly yeah this is great Pooh. I think Pooh is the winner of the story. Her and fucking, what's the little girl's Tara, name again? Or Satara. Satara. Satara and Pooh. Really, really the MVPs of that episode. Man, they're so good. Everything. They're so good. Everything they've made so far has just like touched me at a different level of just reminiscing and also kind of reflecting on my childhood in a very positive way where I feel like I tried to burn out the images of middle school for so long and then Mm -hmm. now I've become more accepting of like that was funny that I was so weird like such a fucking weirdo as a kid I think it's hilarious I'm like wow I was hilarious why was I not like more confident you know yeah I totally feel you on that well that leads us to a very fun game of Mash. Yes. Oh, can you see? Oh my god, amazing. Yeah, I made it for you specifically. I'll read out the things because you probably can't read them very well. But your city options in this game of MASH are NYC, fittingly. Perfect. Fresno. No. Chicago. And Aspen. Oh, that's like, 
that's a good variety. I like that variety. I only gave you one shitty one because, like, it's mash. I don't know. You can we can live. Yeah, Aspen is super shitty. You know, like Fresno, it's good. The pet options today are a toad, a Furby, a hermit crab, which I feel like is just a very two thousands pet. Oh, time. <laughs> you ever go to Spencer's or whatever like little thing? Didn't they have hermit crabs for sale? I don't know. Um, I feel like. I don't know if Spencer's did, but I feel like I would see people who got them at, like, um, state fairs a lot. Like, that was always yes. the prize. It's like a hermit crab. And the fish. Yes. And then the hermit crab, you could, like, paint their shells if you wanted to. Really? I had brothers, so I had so many little creepy crawly, like, things. It was it was fun. I liked it, but definitely not normal, I think, because... If you're two girls, that usually isn't the... Well, so I grew up on a ranch, so we had, like, larger oh, yeah. animals. And so we never had small animals. Like, the smallest animal we had was a cat. And we had a bunch of barn cats at one point, but, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you didn't have, like, the micro animals. Mm-hmm. Never a hamster. Ugh, hamsters are gross, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> so the songs are going to be... This is like your song. So it's like your walkout song, like your theme song, you know, which is either Make Damn Sure by Ting Max Sunday, Cotton Eye Joe by I Don't Remember and I Forgot to Look at the That's incredible. So let me know if you know. Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls and Caught Up by the one and only Usher. Amazing. And then your BFF in this alternate reality, your options for them are Halle Berry. Kid Rock, Matthew McConaughey, and Bikini Kill. Oh my god, what a variety. And for those of you who don't know what MASH is, it is a game to tell the future. M stands for mansion, A stands for apartment, S stands for shack, which I feel like is just kind of inappropriate, but we just have to go along with the rules. So I'm going to do a spiral for a certain amount of time, and you tell me when to stop. Okay. You start already? Tell me when you start. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Stop. Okay. So I did the spiral one, two, three, four times. So we're going to count four times back and forth. So one, two, three, four, cross out that house. One, two, three, four, cross out that mansion. One, two, three, four. Cross out that shack. Apartment. Ayo. Um, all right. Let's get back into it. I'm going to start with Fresno to change up the thing. So it's going to be one, one, two, three, four. Sorry, NYC. One, two, three, four. Fresno's out. One, two, three, four. Aspen's out. All right. So you are relocating to Chicago, my friend. I can deal with that. Also, I, you... You do mash different than how I did mash, which is interesting. How do you do mash? We would do the entire sheet where we would do like one, two, three, four, and the cross out and then go all the way down. But since there's four options for each, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like it's about the... Yeah, no, maybe try it out on another time and see which one you like more. I don't know. Okay. No, I I like that recommendation. I've never played it. This is different different areas play mash. Yeah, apparently it's a regional thing. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> I am from California, though, yeah. so we're just doing it wrong. Um, all right, so pet time. 
We are going to start one, two, three, four. Furby's out. One, two, three, four. Hermit crab's out. One, two, three, four. Toad is out. So you do get a dog. Oh yeah. That's pretty normal. You're in an apartment in Chicago with a dog. Sounds pretty That's doable. Yeah, right? So let's see your song here. One, two, three, four. Cross out the iris. One, two, three, four. Cross out make damn sure. One, two, three, four. Cross out Usher. It's Cotton Eye Joe. Hell yeah. I love Cotton Eye Joe. I love it. That's a good song, honestly. Like, what a, like hype song it reminds me of um joe's cat crab shack they always um make yes. people dance to that and i have a very distinct memory what? of my my sister being forced to dance to that with like the lights blaring oh, and like the music or the lights and music blaring it's, oh, no. it was so much fun that's actually terrifying yeah. i love it all right the final thing for today we're gonna find out who your best friend forever is uh we're starting here one two three four Bye, Holly Berry. One, two, three, four. Matthew McConaughey's out. One, two, three, four. Bikini Kill is out. You are a friend with Kid Rock. Weird. Wouldn't. I'm sorry. I know. He's a big Trump head, I'm pretty sure, which is a. I know. I'm sorry. It's okay. Should have just, like, omitted Maybe him. Maybe I can change him. Probably not. Yeah, we'll change him. We'll, we'll just pretend like he. I mean, I had to throw a bad one in. Well, I'll just um, play Cotton Eye Joe on repeat until he uh, listens to me. Yeah, you can keep him in a room with Cotton Eye Joe, and then you don't. You only have to visit them, like, sometimes. Exactly. Because, But you do have an apartment, so, like, it's going to take up a lot of your I'll space. I'll just soundproof it. It'll be okay. Also, it doesn't say what size apartment it is, and Chicago probably has some nice-sized apartments. Oh, I'm sure. So. I'll get one of those really weird long ones that has, and I'll just stick him in a room in the back. Yes. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. You're a delight. Thank you. I am super excited to start listening to Blamo. Everyone else should as well. Hell yeah. And do you have any other projects that you're working on? Um, I'd say just like follow my personal Instagram is just Maddie Franklon, which is my name, but with uh, all O's instead of any of the vowels. Um, and uh. I post about, like, certain things, projects I'm working on there. I have some things in the works that'll be coming up, and I'll post about it eventually. Um, But, yeah, besides that. Heck, yeah. So we will go ahead and plug you in our socials. So just look out for that coming up. Amazing. And, you know, eighth grade's great. Eighth grade. This has been fun. Eighth grade was... I feel like we would have probably been friends if we were in eighth grade together. Oh, definitely. 100%. Yeah. We would have uh, so. talked about our thongs and um, yes, uh, thongs and y- yoga pants exactly. and gauchos, <laughs> definitely. Love it. So cool. Great. Um, okay. Well, great. I'm gonna stop this and have a great day. And my name's Lizzie. I'm your host. We will continue to go over annoying adolescent stories. The theme song was written by my very good friend Danielle Solomon and composed by her. Uh, you can find her music at daniellesolomonmusic.bandcamp.com. She is accompanied by her friend Jim, and you can find his music at, at Slight of Band on Instagram. Thank you all for tuning in, and see you next week. Loser, loser, whatever, get the picture done.